What's up, Renegades? It's Justin Blue. I'm on the Renegade Culture Podcast. I'm chilling with Kamal Kalanji and the Ear Doctor. Look, it's about to be a great episode. You got to tune in for this one. Talking about amazing. We about to get into this. Let's go. One, two, one, two. What's up? It's Kalanji John Chega. Yo, with Kamal Franklin. And we representing Renegade Culture. Culture, 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 culture. What's happening? Yo, Renegade Culture. We in the area. You know what I'm saying? We coming at you live. Yes, Kalanji Jama Chang in the building, yep. alongside Kamal K. Franklin. And we have Ike from the Love Boat on the, the board. The Air Doctor. The Air Doctor. Oh, the Don't Air Doctor. This shit already, what do you mean? Man. What you mean? You sporting a nice dashiki. Yes, yeah, you look like West Village or some shit. I know. Yeah. And, your, like, and your Costco's Long John. Oh, 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 you've been saving that one. Hey, I'm just saying. It goes with the set. I know. He was like, let me get this one in. It's light blue. It's Walmart now. Oh, y'all team now. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Yeah, we divide. like your outfit. Let me divide and conquer. Like Let me talk saying. about you now, now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how was your day, man? Your hey, week? man, it was good, man. You know, it's um, you know, feeling like an African in uh, Atlanta, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling real good. That's <laughs> provocative. That's provocative. You know yes. All right, good, man. Yes. That was a good anyway. day for me too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I felt. I don't know what the fuck to say about that. I'm just they saying. They got a tan today. I feel, Check fuck you, out. nigga. You know what I'm saying? Don't <laughs> you start. Right, don't right. you start. No, don't you do. Say. It looks sharp. I look good every day. It looks good. I look good oh, every man. day. It's been you know raining the last past day, so he only could have gotten a tan. Wow. Man, you're in a tan. What are we going to be talking about tonight, yo? What's going on today? Yo, y'all ain't asking me about my weekend. Nobody gets a fuck. You hear me? Anyway, I DJed over at Auburn Library. Oh, yeah? Avenue Library. They have a black oh, history drink. You got and, um, Who came? Oh, yeah. Come on. You bought that shirt with that? Yeah. And, and <laughs> Two points and shit. And also, I did the Black Man Lab Monday. Had a nice black, black history joint. So, right, yeah. Good. So, they now, gave you that tablecloth and told you to make it into a dashiki? Yeah, since y'all ain't do nothing, I just... Oh, oh no, no, we did. appreciate that. We All right. Continue on track. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, give it up for my man, the ear doctor in the building. Ear doctor. I know some of y'all are like... Uh, delayed response. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> but we, get, we got good production Let's try this again. Yes. They, like, oh, we remember uh, that. Yay. Anyway, we're happy to be here today. We got a lot of good people in the building tonight. That's right. Some we can't mention no names, though. Yeah, some of them here. Some are dangerous. They dangerous. They dangerous. They live in dangerously. Quite uh, dangerous. You know what I'm saying? They, yes. they started Dangerous Negro, which they is started Dangerous high, Negro. Yeah, T-shirt apparel company online. The owners of Dangerous Negro will remain an enigma. Uh-huh. You can't say their name, though. Can't say their name. Because they think the government's tracking them and shit. Oh, uh, shit. I think their wife is tracking them, but uh, I you think, know, they think it's I the think government. So too. Yeah. I, think I think so, too. I think so, too. You know I saying. saw them the other day at a spot and whatnot. What? Don't, I, uh, with, with white. Oh. It, yeah, oh. and it, it was wild because of the fact that he reminded me of this other gentleman. Like, we did this live Renegade, uh, broad, at Renegade Culture broadcast one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my man's wife was there. We didn't even know he was there and Oh, shit. yeah. I, went, we, we, I was, like, looking for my co-host. I said, <laughs> I said, Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. Renegade Culture. Like, this is Renegade Culture live. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. Like you know, I thought your guest host was brother polite because he I think was because mad polite. Oh, 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 I think he was mad polite. That's Dangerous Negro and I, we know how to keep women. Keep our women. Oh, oh, There's some other niggas on the mic. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I'm just saying, God, you know. Damn, really. Shots fired. Divorce Central. Oh, oh. <laughs> It's hey, nine times over. <laughs> stop, stop, stop talking about knocking. He's a great Oh, true. <laughs> anyway, what else are we talking about? We no. talking about that. We got well, 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 we gonna have a special guest on. Can yes. we say the brother's name already? Can we uh, do that? We, first? Did, we uh, didn't say, we didn't say his name. We yet? Say it. This right. brother right here, um, 
he's a a, a youngster. Youngster. In, 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 in the, in the he's movement. a young man in the game. He's a young man in the game. But making moves, making strives, yes, keeping yes. alive. We seen him around, man. And he he got some style with it. You I know. know what I'm saying. And he already got you got far more social media buzz than me and you put together. Apparently, I mean, shit. I mean, these days, you know what I'm saying. No, still at a certain right. age, you better have. You better have some. So that's like, you better have a still still with it. Black space. What is it? My huh? man. Black Planet. Which one of y'all still on? Black- oh, oh man, you, you interrupted it. us for the intro to do yeah, that too, Yeah, even waiting to say that for like I know. Fucking Morris episodes. Brown, non-graduate. You know what I'm saying? Who we got? Yo, we got my man Justin Blue. <laughs> right? Justin Blue. On here for Real World. Justin Blue is on the Real World. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And on the new Real World. The new one. It's so wild. I mean, because I was, uh, I probably was his age. On the old Real World. Yeah, and then um, the other brother, what's his name, who I know. Yeah. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Powell was Kevin on. Powell. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I was gonna call him to be on here. Oh, that'd be hot, yo. Well, I mean, I was gonna have them both on together, but you know, no, to... no I hate you. He might do it. Flip script, exactly true. That's we true. were the originals. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm when I did real world, real world beef back when I was on the real world. <laughs> Two thousand. My man says back in the day. He, exactly. he, he, way back. He he's, he's, uh-huh. Like, that was way back in the day. Y'all still books. had Kevin. Y'all still had cable back then. <laughs> WHTV. I remember yeah, that. I remember it. Yeah, the hotness. Anyway, are we gonna be talking about current events? So I'm saying, we're talking about current events. A lot of things happened this week. Corona, um, Bloomberg, Corona, Wilder got knocked the fuck out. Uh, yeah. You know what um, I'm saying? Harvey got knocked the fuck out. Harvey got knocked saying? the fuck out yeah. too. He, he, after he's doing the Bill Cosby knocking women mm-hmm. out, motherfucker. Yep, yep. See, got his monkey ass knocked out. There's some out. things going on with kids and 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 gender fluidity. We're gonna get a little bit into yes, that too. We, we, all, we yeah, we're we got we got to address the, the the pink elephant in the room because mm-hmm. of the fact that nowadays people are afraid to speak on certain topics. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know you're not. Of course. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just about what you say on those certain topics. Perhaps. Like, you know, worry about it. But anyway, the Yo. views and opinions of Kalani Jamachanga may not be the views of Renegade Culture or anybody else Could, in the world. But we don't give a fuck. Okay. Anyway, we'll yeah. be right back at you in a few ticks. Listen to Renegade Culture. Boom. You are listening to Renegade Culture Podcast with Kalanji, Kamal, and the Air Sad renegade coaches in the building. Yeah, we back on the air. Shout out to my man Flight. You know what I'm saying? True. Flight the intern's missing. May he rest in peace. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, 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 he what? dead? I thought he was dead. I thought yeah, this would happen. Yeah, he don't show up nowhere? Nah, uh, yo, Flight was fired. an original, B. Yeah. Flight yeah. was an original. He has his own yeah. episode. He, he came in he, here. Yeah. He's an intern. The first time he came in here, man. We put um, him on the air. As soon as he walked in, we seen his cat. We like, yo, would you like to be on the air? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And he just sat down and shit. Now, and take it. Up. He was supposed to be interning for high. us that day. Okay, okay. High as a kite, Fuck interning. Yeah, I'll be kite. on your show. Higher than a kite. <laughs> than a kite. <laughs> but we love Flight. It was one of our lowest rated episodes ever, but it was worth it. <laughs> but it was worth it, B. Shout, shout out to my man. Shout out, Flight. My man Hollywood say the president of Bring the Free... Bring flight back, you know what I'm saying, international. He always looking out where you other motherfuckers try to forget about flight. You know what I'm saying? But we we going flight won't live forever. All right, flight ain't here right now. True that. Right, but who know. is here? It's my man Justin Blue. Justin right? Blue's in the building. All right. We glad to have you here, brother. Yes. You want to do a little bio on him, or you got? You to... can't do a little bio on Justin Blue. You can't just say it's too Blue. much. It's too much. I mean, this man is. This man is Justin Blue. The fuck. Well, I'm gonna stop. I like how you putting that stamp out there. It's just like you know what I'm without like, a doubt. You know what I'm saying? Without a doubt, that. it's official. It's official. Anyway, uh, Justin Blue. He's a New brother on the scene. When I say new brother, I don't say it like uh, new like he from some 
uh, new dynasty or whatever. Mm-hmm, He's just mm-hmm. one of the uh, up and coming true that true. brothers who's on the scene right now. One of these uh, fiery young brothers who's educating um, throughout the world of the internet. And it's important because of the fact that he has the youth listening. He has mm-hmm. a lot of folks paying attention. He's out there dropping jewels uh, in like 60 seconds or less. You know what I mean? He has a nice, compact, uh, ad- admirable mm-hmm. uh, way of putting this thing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Yeah, so we, we definitely happy to have you on. I've been checking your, your yeah. piece out for a minute. Um, and you most highly recognize, of course, um, because of the real world. Actually, that's the thing. Actually, um, yeah, every, everything for me popped off way before then. It's kind of like uh, when they come to you, that's what that's that's how you know you don't need them. Yeah. And so my stuff was already pop. Okay. Okay. Before and so it's just it's just an interesting dynamic because you have people who recognize from recognize from the real world. Yeah. They might just want to take a picture, but mm-hmm. then you have people who just recognize me from my own platform. Yeah. They want to have real conversations, and mm-hmm. you can tell it's 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 just an interesting difference between you see the people who yeah. get to see what you control and mm-hmm. the information you put out versus what someone else puts out and yeah. just the different impact on that. So so when you did the show, though, you did it, um, I think I read someplace, like part of the reason you wanted to do it was to challenge racism and uh, just to get a bigger platform or a wider platform. Yeah, for sure, because um, really my goal for going on there was to provide an image that often isn't seen in mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And in an environment like that, it's an extremely hard task because you can control yourself but you can't control the editing side of it and all of that. And yeah, so, yeah. you're re- let's say you recorded nearly 3,000 hours. Out of that 3,000 hours, maybe less than six of those hours yeah. are used to actually put together an episode. Not, on, not even focusing on how much screen time are you getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a very stressful task because you record it 24-7 mm-hmm. and you're trying to navigate that space and then... Just me being aware of how media operates mm-hmm. and the different images that, that are there, and also knowing that um, you know there's there's probably different agendas on the depiction that like you want to give yeah. versus what like somebody else might want to give, and so you're trying to outthink production, you're trying to outthink mm-hmm. like people in the house, you're trying to outthink all these different things, and so it was it was rough to navigate, but I feel like I did good. That's dope because. It's funny because that's how we move when we're doing press conferences. Mm-hmm. We know they're going to flip the uh, the script and make it into something that you didn't even say and cut, paste, and all that. Mm-hmm. So it was cool that you had the insight uh, and the foresight to understand what you was dealing with because of the fact that oftentimes we see brothers and sisters of all ages lose their cool at some particular point. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that they want to see. So how difficult was it? You, I mean, it was like... Uh, it was you and another brother up in the uh, yeah, up yeah. in the space? Y'all the only Africans on there, is that correct? Uh, yeah, it was. It was only two black people in the house. It was um, honestly, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, the, the biggest thing was I just monitoring my speech mm-hmm. and uh, making sure I'm like monitoring my actions because I can say a sentence and you might take the first half of the sentence or the second half of the sentence. And if, if you break a sentence and, or use it out of context, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you could change the whole entire meaning of, yeah. of what was said. So that was the biggest thing for me. But outside of that, the, the way I would look at it every single day, um, you know, I would wake up every morning, I would meditate. before be, I would meditate be, before going to sleep, and then I would meditate before getting out of bed. That way, I would stay grounded in that space. And, um, you know, I didn't take anything personal because, like, through doing those meditations on a daily basis, 
Every day I'm waking up, I'm just like, okay, this is a stage play. Anything that happens here is 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 nothing. Yeah. And so when you when you wake up and then you navigate the space from that perspective, somebody disrespects you or whatever it is, you you don't take it personal because mm-hmm. it's just like this is a stage play. In my mind, it's a stage play. Yeah, yeah. To them, it's real life. Mm-hmm. And so I know I'm here for a mission. Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this mission. I'm gonna execute that, and then we can play later. So in my mind, I kind of felt like I was in work mode the whole entire time, mm-hmm. which is is just very stressful because uh. I don't know the long-term effects of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, average person doesn't, you know, outside of maybe prison or something, you know, depending on what that situation is, you don't know, the average person doesn't know what it feels like to be watched 24-7. Mm-hmm. But then also there's that element of being watched 24-7, not knowing what's going to be used, what's not going to be yeah, used, yeah. how it's going to be shown to the world. And mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a mental weight. Okay, so basically what you're saying is, the real world, quote unquote, mm-hmm. was a microcosm of the real world because of the fact that those of us who are involved in organizing political action, so on and so forth, um, and most, I mean, not most, but many everyday citizens, they recognize that it's cameras on every block. They recognize that you got the cell phone action going. You mm-hmm. got, you're being monitored absolutely, wholly and absolutely at all times. <clears throat> How different is it for you, um, the the real world versus the real world? Um, and do you have that same uh, outlook when you're dealing with society at large? I would say I would say the biggest difference is in that space you can't control who you're around. So like I can I can stay on the west end of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I can I can go and be in a vegan district. I can go into like all the, the woke conscious space, spaces possible. Yeah. I can surround myself with those people. But in that space, you, you you don't control who you're around. And so that in itself uh, is going to affect how you think. That's going to it's going to make it harder for you to stay grounded in who you are because you're surrounded by people whose views and ideologies are so drastically different from yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That almost to the point where, like, you know that you're not tripping. Mm-hmm. But since everybody around you, their ideologies are so different. Mm-hmm. It's just like, am I am I tripping? And did they even have ideologies? Some of them, I read. No, no, yeah. no, people have people have like strong views and, okay. and, and strong opinions and things. And uh, but that's that's the tough part because if you don't have not one person in that space, it's like, no, nah, they they saying some real shit. Like mm-hmm. I feel I feel what they saying. Like they're not tripping. And you're the only person there. Mm-hmm. You gotta it's it's you gotta make sure you stay grounded in yourself. Mm-hmm. So that I would say uh, that would be one difference. And then just the concept of. Uh, you know, your home is probably the most precious place yeah. you can have. Your home, your bedroom, that's probably the most precious place a person can have. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't even have a place where you can lay down without being watched, yeah. that does something to you mentally. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the difference as well. Like, uh, you know, in, in the streets, we know there's cameras on different blocks. We know there's cell phones. We we know that, uh, especially if, if you're in the hood, there's there's a lot of areas that are highly policed, over-policed, mm-hmm. but at least we, we feel some sort of comfort within our our home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that shit ain't going to air on MTV for sure. at like 8 o'clock at night, you know, <laughs> once or whatever. So it's, it's that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that aspect of it. That's I would say that would, would be one of the, the main differences. And then also, uh, you, you deal with the... You deal with... Okay, it's hard to say it's not what it is. Mm-hmm. If somebody sees what it is, if you get what I'm saying, yeah, so yeah. like if you watch something, yeah. and I'm like that's not what it is, yeah, perception. 
And but in your mind, it's like, no, I seen you. And you're like, yeah, I know you seen me, but that ain't what it is. Yeah. This is what really yeah. happened. And so, yeah, and that's, no, one, no one, yeah, no one can really right. Can so, get to it. so that's that's a hard part as well. Just, so let me uh, let me let me jump mm-hmm. in. And, um, so now that you, because uh, I know you said you had a platform before, and this probably helped with the platform. So in a few mm-hmm. seconds, you know, before we break out for our mm-hmm. first segment, what is it that you're trying to accomplish now in these streets with your platform? It's it's always been the same. Um, so Justin Blue University is education and life lessons from a black perspective, mm-hmm. and over time, I'm going to be just expanding that. And this year, one of my main focuses is the SOS Speak to Our Sons Mentorship Initiative, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be doing multiple audio recordings, just focus on di- different key areas to help navigate with manhood. And so that's the current project I'm working on. And of course, there's going to be different events and different things, but that's where I'm putting a, a, a main focus of my energy of right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I think that uh, <clears throat> how much time we got? Cool, we rocking hard. We rock. yes. Yes, renegade culture. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm 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 listening to what you're saying. It's uh, it's definitely a a good look, good uh, outlook, you know, as far as how you approaching it. Um, and it's uh, I, I got to say I'm kind of intrigued because of the fact we come from a whole different organizing dynamic and perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it it's good to have this convo with you right now because of the fact that I think it's important for the listeners. Um, the, the 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 younger folks, the older folks, to kind of see where we can unite. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For lack of better words, I don't usually use that word because of the fact that we know that um, oftentimes a lot of this shit ends up being empty rhetoric. But um, what I want to do is I want to kind of dive a little deeper into uh, your thoughts and the thoughts of other organizers um, in the conscious community, like yourself. And um, see what what the end game and the end goals would be. But for now, we're gonna go ahead and take this quick uh, spin out. You listen to Renegade Culture. We be back. You are listening to Renegade Culture podcast with Kalanji, Kamal, and Pierre. Renegade coaches in the building. Yeah, we back on the air. We live. We got my man Justin Blue. What I'm saying. We got Ernest Isley on the board. What I'm saying. From the Isley Brothers. Taking <laughs> <laughs> shots, boy, ah. I tell you. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all don't even know if you could do. Could you do real world, son? Me? Yeah, you can't even. I, I just think they'd have to edit all your shit out. They probably. Because it'll be inappropriate. So I'm, I'm going to come in the game, cuz. I'm be like, yo. <laughs> be inappropriate fuck world. Like, fuck you. Yeah, yo, fuck get the you, fuck out you, of my room. You cool. Yo, fuck you. I mean, <laughs> shit. Come on, man. If Kevin Powell made it on the real world, I think we can make it. But, yeah, Kevin was a little softer back then, I think. He was trying to put that image okay. out there of, like, he was cool. Well, I, I think he was trying to do the whole... Yeah. Well, he was trying to get some celebrity out of it. I okay. mean, and that's... I mean, that's, I guess, that's what most people go on it for. He right? was it's doing like, the stage play, like yeah. like Blue was saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, real world is obviously yeah. not real world. It's, it's like, you know, you got to put a, put a performance on world. I mean, not... Yeah. It's like this. The, everybody in there... There's, like, it's not scripted. None of this stuff is scripted. It's just... um. I personally feel well, like, like people are it's not scripted but people are performing you don't know that's the thing it's just like this alright it's like a fight's about to happen right mm-hmm. and somebody <laughs> says real star okay so if you in a fight somebody yells out real star you know it's about to get real cause it's like you <laughs> fighting for your whole entire uh, your clique your crew your whole lineage wait 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 your lineage pause 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 wait my man said real star this is what shit just got real <laughs> it is. my man said 
You said world star. World star. My man said when they when the motherfucker you about to fight the motherfucker yell world star. That's when shit get real. Y'all definitely from a new era. When we when we get ready to fight the motherfucker that yell world star, he get knocked the fuck out first because he's a goddamn snitch. He got the camera. Oh, hey, this nigga that's a whole other conversation. That's important. Yeah, though, yeah. Right? that's really no, important. Yeah, it's yeah. really important. That's really so important. is there real throwdowns on there then? Cast blows and shit. I mean, they have security. They have security. They have security. But at the same time, you best believe they're gonna take their time. So uh, you know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let a little, you know, little tussle happen, and then so they gonna take yeah. they gonna take their time. In my opinion, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know. What's funny about what you're saying? I was actually on a radio interview, and the founder of World Star before he transitioned mm-hmm. some years back, him and I was on the same joint, and I was a little more radical back then. Oh, yeah. Rough right. upon the edges. Imagine that. And I told him, I, I asked you him. You had two I guns said, on you? Not one? No. Nah, My bad. I'm sorry. But right. I asked him, <laughs> I asked him, I'm like, man, you know, I said, man, you got this big platform and you putting out a lot of bullshit. He said, man, you know that sale, whatever, so on and so forth. I said, how about this, yo? I said, how about we do a benefit fight, right? If I win, I promote World Star for a month. And if you win, you promote our community activities for a month. Mm-hmm. Well, that never happened. But anyway, <laughs> my point is, it, it's funny that even in his death, he's been gone for like, what, five, six years or something like that? This this is still popping. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that, like you said, just, just the whole, the disconnect, a motherfucker yelling world star. And you knowing it's about yeah. to get real. So this, this is the point I want to make on it, though. <clears throat> okay, so fight's about to happen. Camera phone's out. Somebody yells out real star. You might have been a fighter. You might not have been a fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you do know is, it done got real. Mm-hmm. So you, you're at that point. You're representing your family. You're representing whoever rock with you. You're representing your whole lineage. You're representing yeah. your whole legacy inside of that moment. So that's essentially, in, from my, in, from my perspective, that's what it is. If you're in a space where you record it 24/7, because quite literally. That that's gonna be attached to your legacy, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Whatever occurs in yeah, those yeah, moments. Yeah. Right. So, um, that's what I'm saying in the sense of there may be certain conversations a person may not feel like getting involved in that they might get involved in. There might be certain conversations that a person would normally get involved in that, that they ignore. Or there's certain people that's gonna show out for the camera, especially if uh, if you have people that have certain agendas that are just anything for clout, yeah, any yeah, yeah. any anything for fame. Like you have those certain types of personalities. And so right. those are sharks in that space because it's like, okay, um, it's, it's certain folks quit their job to, to be there. Certain folks, they mm-hmm. feel like that's their, their the one that's opportunity to be something. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So they're, 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 a lot of folks are going to show out in the midst of that. And then so you have to navigate yeah. all of those politics. In the end, it's all about I mean, if it feels like from the outside looking in, or whatever. I mean, folks are shooting for camera time, right? They're, so if they do, if they think if they do something outrageous or loud or whatever, right. they're gonna get more camera time than some, the next person. Some, next I mean, person. I can't, I can't speak for everybody, yeah. um, but it's just that element yeah. is definitely yeah. there, you know. Now I want to ask you because I think I think Kalanji was bringing this up right before we got we we went to the end of the segment. Um, so, and you you characterize your organizing to make sure I I get it right right. So you're not just doing online stuff. Or you is your main um, thing to do online stuff. Or you actually going into the communities so, and doing some classes and all that kind no, of so stuff. So yeah, we definitely doing? have we have, yeah. definitely have events. And my main thing is something I aim to do is 
Like I have poetry and politics, mm-hmm. and it's really mixing the two. Life is life is poetry, mm-hmm. but that's an event where okay, most most places if I can get a venue where you can you can smoke weed, I'm a, I'm a habit so where you can smoke, not so people can get high, but so we can start changing what the perception is around marijuana, and having events like that no, because no, no. it's and you can get high. For sure, like okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm no, right. enjoy yourself. I mean, I, I mean, Dre, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? The ear doctor got all the. He, he listened up. He's like, in farmer. He's like, I'm on. I'm saying, yeah, no, but so that's my goal is to that's that's really the whole mission behind my stuff is to not have it to where I'm speaking down to people, but I'm I'm speaking with people just eye to eye. I'm I'm, I'm speaking to my brother and sister as if we're on an equal level. And so the 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 work that I do, like the events that I do, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the aim that I'm striving for. Even with the SOS project, well, I'm speak to our sons mentorship mm-hmm. project. It's I'm not talking down to the youth. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking to it as if it was my little brother, and we just said we at home, we on the couch, and we chilling. But I got something important to tell you. So mm-hmm. that's everything as far as what I do. So would that be considered a program? Because I, I we hear a lot about the events, and a lot mm-hmm. of times folks confuse events with programs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so with the uh, what was what was the last one that shit you said saving S- SOS speak to our sons. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was SOS. I know another brother with SOS. Yeah, so yeah. Got mm-hmm. Thrown off, but yeah. So would that be more of the project component? Definitely, that was that's definitely project. Okay, yeah, okay, definitely because, project. And, and what what would be like the end goal of that particular the, project? The end goal of that is essentially this. So we all know there's a there's a lot of black single mothers. Yes. And there's a lot of males that are being raised by single mothers or, or feel as if they're in environments where they don't have a uh, positive male role model. How do you want to define that inside of their communities that they can look up to? And so by creating the SOS project, it's having a tool where, all right, so you might not have a man in the household. You might not feel as if you have this positive male role model that you can just walk across the street or look outside your window. But what you can do is you can, you can play this. You can you can have somebody speak to them directly as much as possible. So, well, speaking of that, I mm-hmm. mean, I want to move into some uh, some of some of the, the the things that have been happening in the current events. And but before you do that, before you, you do that, brother, you interrupting me? Yeah, I mean, I am because mm-hmm. my man is very important. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. You trying to say? The, the whole world star thing. Yeah, yeah. I want to know did anybody yell world star when Deontay Wilder got knocked the fuck out the other day? I'm just trying to figure out. <laughs> did any fucking body yell? Because that might have would have helped him against uh, this motherfucking white boy. They needed that. I, I, I think that um that might have helped him against this white boy. Because see, the thing is, and I, I want to yeah, say yeah, something. Yeah. That that particular piece right there, and I posted the other day, um, that right there, that fight was very important. And the importance of that fight was the fact that my man Deontay, and shout out to him because of the fact everybody takes an L one day, so it's not mm-hmm. a situation where I'm rooting for the white boy. That'll never happen. You know what I'm saying? I see some people who's like bigging them up for different reasons, whatever. Hey, you know, bubble your ting. That's on you. My particular position is uh, it was a reflection of the black community. Black folks are always popping shit about what they do and what a motherfucker won't do to them. And they be mm-hmm. talking about these white boys like they ain't practicing, like they ain't training, like mm-hmm. they ain't doing shit. And they think that just because you sitting on a fucking couch, mm-hmm. like on that commercial, instead of going your ass to school, you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> mm-hmm. thinking that you getting ahead that way. <laughs> and these motherfuckers are gearing up against us. And that whole piece right there, the white boy came in and outboxed them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's a horrible thing to admit but he took his shit more serious. He did less talking and more walking. So in comparison right now, you being a brother that, that is uh, very much so in the virtual world, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of your contemporaries, a lot of your peers are, are folks who live there, 
You know what I'm saying? Who you don't see in in the real world. You know what I'm saying? In in, in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? How does that uh how does that differ? Because of the fact that I'm not gonna front, it's been difficult for many of us, including many of us in this room that organize from a grassroots level, to all of a sudden see that this is how you do this shit right now. You just hit this button right here. And that means this, you nah. know what I'm saying? Opposed to actually being out there in the field where you might have to encounter a motherfucker for real. It has it hasn't changed. It's it's just this. Um, okay, so what do you mean it hasn't changed? Because we we do know a lot of these. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking yeah. about what's important hasn't necessarily changed. Okay, okay. The the principles are still the same. Like as far as principle wise, that stuff is still the same. It's just this. So. Someone, I, I went to a forum recently and the lady was, was, there was an argument being made that social media isn't important because folks aren't going out and doing groundwork anymore. And then they say, um, so we had the sit-ins and you had the, bu- the bus boycotts right. and you know, these things have happened. And so my thing is, how did you know it happened? You knew it happened only because mainstream wrote about it. But now it's like everybody has an opportunity to to be a platform, get the messages out. And so it's not that the groundwork should be removed because everybody right. has a everybody has a way they can contribute. But more importantly mm-hmm. than mainstream, it was word of mouth and it was people who were there. It wasn't a situation because a lot of historical events mm-hmm. didn't weren't covered by the mainstream. So we, we right. can't be fooled into that. What I'm saying to you is this the whole when we're talking about uh, I would never say that social media is not important. I would never say the internet's not important because it makes things easier for folks like us who had to walk around fucking eight and a half by 11 flyers <laughs> sure. blowing them bitches up. You know what I mean? So, sure. so I would rather have that, but I, I'm just saying like... I'll give you a prime example. Okay, so you got Black Lives Matter, right? We all have yes. our different views on Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. whether it's effective, whether it's not effective, who's taking it over, who's leading it, all of that stuff. Yeah, ours is political. Yes. But Black Lives Matter started with a hashtag. Mm-hmm. The hashtag that led over to the footwork and that's what I'm saying. It's not that Black Lives Matter on social media was the the only thing necessary. It's just that, like, you can't kill an idea. And so social media is another way where you can spread those ideas. That's it. Right. So, But the principles, though, as far as, like, the foundation of it, there's still that footwork that needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. Though whoever created the hashtag and, and yeah. put the backstory behind that, he'll spread that information. And I think we'd only add is that, mm-hmm. that right. I mean, that the... The, if the stuff was happening in the streets, like you said, and the hashtag was created to relate to what was already happening in the right. streets. It and a lot of yeah, stuff. It wasn't like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was remember, because the, the hashtag started um, based on Trayvon and then later blew up also based on Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, it, it, obviously, I agree with you, is that the hashtag Helped brought more right. people yeah. and spread stuff, but there was already local stuff that was happening in the streets, of course. And there was a lot of claims doing, doing. as well. Yeah. A lot, a lot well, of that's a different discussion. I mean, that's right, another right, discussion right, around right, what, right. who, who deserves credit yeah, for bringing those bodies out oh. and or what I'm, for I get you. They, even mm-hmm. um, and again, I, I think some things that they did was good is that they brought they brought national attention, like you said, and even for a while they built a national apparatus. Now we can have a conversation about right. what happened with that apparatus, but they built a national apparatus that wasn't there before. I want to clarify something real quick. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify real quick. What I'm saying to you is not questioning. Uh, I think that you are sincere based off your answers and based off what I've seen. But I also know other folks who we know for a fact that aren't sincere because of the fact that we're in these streets and they know us very well and we've invited them to so many different things, but they only show up when it's an event time. And oftentimes they'll come to our events, take a few pictures, and they're out. 
They don't even stay to hear what the fuck's going on. So it appeared that they were in the building. They take some pictures with, yeah, some, with some, you know what I'm saying? So that right there, that's what we say. Those principles, there are no principles in that because of the fact that you came for a different agenda to say, uh, brother, Mr. Bigelow, whoever, so-and-so X, I'm in the house. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. then they're like, damn, how did he hit like 12 events in one day? D-Ray. <laughs> right. Folks like that. Blue coat. I get you. Yeah. But anyway. I, I think yeah. it's heightened through social media. Because I yeah, mean, because yeah, yeah, you had yeah. those people who say say the same thing about Al Sharpton. Yeah, we said well, too. We said for too, sure. Yeah. But that's, that's where he's coming from. <laughs> we said that first. He's coming from a whole different generation. But yeah, you can the wiretap. You can still pop up and, and get a photo oh, yeah, yeah. sheet from the newspaper and then right. go about your No, day. and we agree with that too. Yeah, we agree with yeah, that. Yeah. And again, we... But I do think it's heightened though. I think it... I will say... It's a lot easier though. It's I will like, say yeah, that because you can, right. you can definitely do a um, a ten second clip, or you can just do a quick little little snap and then go about your day. Because now you're the publisher now, so the right. so nobody in the newspaper for the most part is gonna write and say, oh, this person they just came through for five minutes and, and left. And people will confuse popularity for actually knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but also, but I mean, I, what I, what I think you're getting at also, which I do completely agree with is that we don't need to rely anymore on corporate media Absolutely. to get the word out about our actions, our activities, and so forth. That there's a way to bypass that and make them respond to us as opposed to us feeling we got to rush in front of these cameras with them. And and similar to your real-world experience, you don't know what they're going to edit in or edit out or whatever. So all that stuff we got to take into account. But we're about to go into our third segment. We'll be right back. Renegade Culture. Coaches in the building. Yeah, talking about what's happening, like yes. you know, movement-wise, organizer-wise, and tying that into like stuff on social media and stuff like that. So we want yes. to finish talking about that because that's, that's that's just much more important than some of the stupid daily events that's happening. And we can get to that later on. So we want to get a little deeper. It stupid you know daily events. You sound, like, you sound like my son. <laughs> so I don't I mean, hear about stupid, stupid daily, stupid daily events. crazy stuff though. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. is crazy. But yeah, so we're here with uh, Justin Blue. Justin mm-hmm. Blue's talking about uh, all things blue. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about uh, uh, the, the the Justin Blue University and and his philosophies and how he's seeing this modern modern age of organizing, for lack of better words, or just spreading information. Well, you said like I mean, you, you said philosophy. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what is your philosophy, philosophy. around organizing and working with young people and mentorship and shit like that? All right, so I mean, shit like that. <laughs> in, this, like that. in the midst of this conversation, um, my my philosophy is you need both. So you need a, you need like the new age philosophies, and then you need the old and combining them. And so I don't think it it's either or. You shouldn't it shouldn't go to an extent where everything is digital and everything is just online. It should, yeah. it should never be that. But yeah. also you got to evolve, and so it's combining those two together. And I think that's what's going to help us move forward. No, no, but what's the actual? What is your philosophy? What are you? What are you trying to accomplish philosophically, politically speaking, through my, the work? I'm I'm evolving so much. I'm evolving so much. Um, as of now, because I don't know what it might be two years from now, yeah. but where I am right now is this. I'm not in the business of policing morality. I think that so many people have gotten caught up in policing morality, and since so many of our political leaders have been related to religion, that uh, black progression has been connected to religious philosophy. My my What I'm interested in is 
are you oppressed? Mm -hmm. And is the way that you're choosing to live your life out of your decision or is it out of oppression? And that's where I am. Mm -hmm. So that's that's pretty much, I guess I would say, my political outlook on things Mm -hmm. in general, but then specifically when it comes to black progress is that. I don't care what you do as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Mm -hmm. My question is more so, are you doing that because you're oppressed? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, if you're a stripper, if that's what you want to do, do that. But are you doing it because economically you're oppressed, or mm-hmm. is that really what you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Same thing with uh, when it comes to sexuality or any other area. Is Are you doing that because that's what you really want to do, or have you been oppressed in some form to cause you to act in this manner? And so mm-hmm. that's generally my political outlook. Mm-hmm. Okay, where? And everything's political. So, like, what you're saying, regardless of why you think you're doing it, because of the fact that sometimes we think we're thinking. Sometimes we actually think that we're doing something for reasons that are of our own accord or thoughts. And when, in fact, we are being uh, played and strung along so much that we're making moves based on what our uh, adversaries want us to do. You know what I'm saying? Psychologically, put shit in your head through media, through Mm -hmm. propaganda, through, you know, social engineering. Right. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. Just like when you you get to the... You get to the corner store or whatever, and, and you get up front, and you see the Reese's there. Right. You you grab the Reese's, but you're not even thinking about the fact that you you might have watched ten Reese's commercials mm-hmm. before you even arrived there. So Absolutely. it does. It's when it comes to is a person making a decision for themselves, or rather the person is oppressed and acting in that manner. That's where it does kind of get blurry. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So overall, mm-hmm. black in America, oppressed or decision making. Oppressed, definitely oppressed. All right. okay. Can I ask a quick question? Y'all think uh, what was it? Um, Martin Luther King would have got canceled in this type of day, like cancel culture, once they found out about him being with other women. Like, would people have stopped and been like canceled him out? It depends. It it depends. Um, it depends on whether or not they could use his legacy for their agenda. And so, because now, if if you ask that question, if they trying to cancel people after they've passed away. So that question, I mean, is represented yeah. currently. Well, in some ways, they've already tried to cancel King because what right. they're doing is is taking a benign image of King, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. A King that's uh, all about civil rights and integration, right? And wanting to be fully uh, American, and that's the King they presented. They've canceled the radical King who was against imperialism, the latter part of mm-hmm. his right? Life. right? The radical King who was talking about. America was a burning house, and should I be integrating mm-hmm. my people into a burning house or getting out of that burning house, right? right. So and, and even without know. social without social media, they can use social media or use other mechanisms, which they've done obviously before the advent of social media, to tell you this is how your leaders or who you should either be represented by or what you should be thinking. And I think that's really how council culture works to, I mean, some of it is just purely, to me, silly, stupid entertainment, right. and it doesn't really matter. Some of it is about repositioning black people to be American and Americanized and not to think outside of the box of what it means to for American imperialism, American domestic culture, which oppresses and enslaves black folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get caught up in some of the intricacies of lifestyle stuff which can be important, don't get me wrong, yeah. but we don't. what we don't do is have discussions around what liberation looks like. Because, Justin, you got to, every time you post something, you got to just sit there and think for a minute, like, all right, let me make sure I say this right. Oh, yeah, every- you got to get, yeah, get tighter on your stuff. It's just like, it's like writing a thesis. 
um, you you already know, like average person that write a thesis, they know the critics are gonna come. And so whatever you whatever you put out, it's almost it gotta be airtight because you know there's people that's just waiting for a anything, any any type of moment. But um, you know, I stay out, I stay out the comment sections, and I just I'm I'm more so in a space where you just I just I just put out what needs to be said. More, but but I make sure that the message is solid because there's if there's room for confu confusion. Folks will get emotional and then they'll run off into a whole different direction mm -hmm. of something that you didn't even say that wasn't a message at all. And that's that's a huge part of the culture that we're in now is just like folks will they'll hear with their heart. The emo. Well, that's the scary <laughs> part for me is that people, I, I don't even say hear with their heart, but they get into these conflicts which have nothing to do with their everyday lives a lot of times. But I, right? I think, and I, I just want to they, they get into these conflicts and nothing to do with their everyday lives. And then they also spend their whole lives debating on the internet, right? I'm not saying, as opposed to, particularly when you talk about conscious things, right? Instead of movement building, right? Because you gotta take that shit offline and you gotta get in, you gotta be able to get a following, right? And that following has to translate into something that can move people to do something, right? That, that shit confuses me though, because of the fact that when the fuck did uh, quote unquote revolutionaries get concerned with a motherfucker talking about canceling his culture? I mean, you. We we are right now in this stage in the game. When you're against the state, you expect, you expect there to be opposition. If you're serious about what you're doing, there's gonna be this shit regardless of whatever the fuck you do, whatever right. you say. No matter how airtight you make it, uh -huh. these that's motherfuckers real. gonna find a way to do what you gotta do. That's why that's I think real. that's the confusion between uh, integration and abolition. We have to abolish this entire system because of the fact that the problem is the people who are in charge of the quote unquote cancel culture, these are motherfuckers who are apolitical, who have some fucked up uh, political analysis or have no politics at all and are confused and they think they're thinking and they think that them saying some shit like, yo, he did such and such, he she did such and such is going to stop the fucking joint. I've been, uh, I've had so much fucking internet shit against me for like the last fucking 20 years. I mean, I really couldn't even imagine taking that shit seriously because I would be so fucking ineffective. I would be yeah. imp impotent. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand that shit. No, nah, okay, so I, I didn't get to go more in depth on this, the cancel culture tip. My philosophy on, philosophy on that is that cancel culture, it doesn't exist. It's just an illusion. Because it's like this. I could go out and I could kill 20 people tomorrow. But if I, if I, if I invent the cure for cancer, the world still has to come back to me. So it's really just a matter of you only get counsel when so it's come. Explain that to me again. Make, make that I could go out and kill twenty people tomorrow. But don't yeah, do that shit. I'm not doing it. Fans look at us. We don't really get caught. He said he's gonna go kill twenty motherfuckers. Hey, what I'm saying, I could go out and kill twenty people tomorrow. Okay, brother's mad. It's the worst yeah. person ever. Hang mm -hmm. him on the boondocks. Hang that nigga. Then mm -hmm. right? you kill. But <laughs> if the next day I invented the, the cure to cancer, mm -hmm. I'm the only one who knows it. Mm -hmm. The world still has to come back to me. Mm -hmm. You can't cancel somebody that is doing something or providing something that you need. So essentially, you only get canceled when it's convenient. And that, and at the same time, that's just it's just an illusion because folks will be mad today, and then you you come and do something great or you do something that society needs or that they need, and then they gonna they gonna forget yeah. about whatever they were so outraged about the day before. Yeah. So in my in my opinion. It's just an illusion. Yeah, I think there's truth in that, but I think, well, I mean, but two quick things for me is, mm -hmm. is usually I think uh, there's a lot about cancel culture I think is a distraction. There's some things about it I think is about 
people who have numbers saying this is wrong or this is bad. And some of that I actually agree with because there's certain things I think should be canceled or I have no problem with the masses of people mm -hmm. in some way stepping up and saying like what you what you've done or what you what you what you are putting out there is harmful, right? Or it's right. it's negative, right? And I think that's all within a larger public mm -hmm. discussion and forum that, you know, we're having and debating around a lot of different things right now. So there's parts of it I'm like, you know, I, I just don't like getting caught up in the the back and forth when I don't see, when I'm not sure either party has a larger stake in what's happening in the black community. Otherwise, to me, it's just pure entertainment, right? Otherwise, it's like if someone's debating um, about, about like, you know, whether or not um, so-and-so had a good performance and then you say something wild about so-and-so, like the, what's, what's the, the sister was shaking her ass at the Slickers game? What's her name? Uh, Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that's, I don't, I, we actually, I, I don't, I don't really give a fuck too much, two, two cents about it really. You sure? I but it might be interested. <laughs> it's, it was hard. a big round ass. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard not to stare at it. <laughs> but, you know, but that whole discussion, there's some, there's some underlining important things to it. But for the most part, that discussion was meant for entertainment value. To get so yeah. caught up into it that you actually get distracted from things that are, yeah, that are valued. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Right. So that, we call that the sidetracking of the slaves. There's always going to be distractions that are purposely set up to uh to knock us off the box you listen to renegade culture your favorite podcast in the whole goddamn world we here live you know, you know what, what i'm saying? saying playback sound studio boom shout out to my to, to my people's in the building we got my man dj fifth world over there fifth yeah. world. about to burn it down Dude. you know what i'm saying and to the to the to the left of him you got a dangerous negro dangerous y'all make sure y'all okay. check out dangerous negro if you don't own at least a dangerous negro t-shirt three t's you slipping son you slipping and you not a dangerous word negro. up you what ain't I'm a saying? dangerous negro if you well, can't put couple, that out there i saw a couple people wearing some dangerous negro shit they were dangerous white girls? i started take their shit mm -hmm. and back to my man like your son he had a dangerous negro shirt on and he just a negro he ain't really dangerous damn he might be dangerous to the negroes but anyway we'll be back renegade coach playback sound studio your one-stop shop for film and TV location sound mixing services, podcast production, photography and film studio rental, and also DJ services. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram at Playback Sound Studios ATL. Thanks and have a great day. What's happening, Renegade Coaches in the building? Yo, we back, you know what I'm saying? We Yo. here with Knock His Nonsense and he oh, burning some of that Badu. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, man, my man, Justin. It sold out, too. Well, who sold out? That Badu. Yeah, it's all in your fucking house, Pete. <laughs> right. <laughs> you sleeping that incense yeah. pussy all night long out there. VD, you go in his house. You see his nose. You see his nose. Like, oh, fuck, hold on, like shit. It smell like Andre 3000 comedy. Oh, oh, God damn. Look at that. All right, yo, so we got the bold question for my man, Just. Just, my man, my man, Naka makes the bold question, so I want you to read that bold question. Boom. I'm sorry to hear you make these questions. I'm sorry to hear that. I am too. Wow. <laughs> we all are. All right. So yes. I, I pulled this one and said, one good thing you can say about slavery. And then so I started thinking, I was like, it's kind of hard. But uh, one thing, one good thing I can seriously say about slavery mm. is the resilience that it just goes to, to reinforce and show about us as a people. To overcome that and then still be in a position where we're still like overcoming the current obstacles. I would say it's just in a testament to 
to the resilience. I like that. That was good. I like that. that was All right. Yeah. That's a that's a learned brother right there. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm glad somebody good. got I'm it. Books, but I like that. I like you that. You said he tried to help knock and shit. I'm, I'm glad somebody. Hey. He's like he's like the philosophy's opinions of See, my teacher. Y'all think one way. I think Adam Apple X. So what 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 good yeah. came out of slavery for you? What good came out? We here. We what? here in America. Oh, we here in America. Damn. We here. We here. We. You ain't American dreaming. Oh, yeah. I'm haven't listened to old yeah, tapes. We got a lot of freedoms over here yeah. in oh, America freedom, where we freedom. able to get on the mic and say stuff like y'all say, right? You, you think we can do that in other countries? Yes, right, motherfucker. Right. Well, if you got to build your own country without the interference of like imperialists coming yeah. down and taking you away and doing all that kind of shit, then maybe you could. Now, you know what's crazy? The short-sighted, dumbass motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> what was you about to say? We always, <laughs> as a um, country, America always, America always prides itself on freedom of speech, but there's actually a website it, it has a whole entire poll of freedom of speech when it comes to countries. America isn't as high up there as what we would think it would actually be in comparison to a lot of countries. I think that's something very interesting that we don't even think about. Well, it's even going back to what you are talking about earlier. It's, it's one thing to be able to say what you got to say, but if your speech mm -hmm. isn't amplified right. in a way where it makes a difference because you ain't got billions well. and billions of dollars and shit like that, right. um, then it doesn't make, you know, you're talking to yourself kind right. of thing. And, and, it, and that's very important. I remember one time... Um, Somebody saying some crazy shit online. I was gonna respond. I was talking to one of the OGs, and he said, "Man, you getting upset for that bloody bullshit?" <laughs> I said, "I said, yeah, motherfucker said my name, whatever." He said, "Where's Page at?" He looked at me. He said, "This motherfucking capsulated motherfucker. Like, you got like an audience of like 12, 12 slow motherfuckers, and you mad and you about mad that?" So my philosophy now is I don't acknowledge all bullshit because of the fact that I recognize there's a lot of bullshit. For so sure. the whole freak speech thing. That's straight bullshit because the fact that we know goddamn well it's certain things you can't even fucking say on this podcast and we run the motherfucker. Well, well, yo, can I put you on to some mother bullshit? Check uh, this out. Check this out. Well, you've done good so Hundreds of years. Americans systematically stole black lives, black freedom, and black labor. And I know my story would have turned out very differently if I had been black. So <laughs> It's even hard. <laughs> you can't. Yes. Like, to take it seriously, I want to take it like, serious. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, you just know that this dude is pimping. I want to take it serious. I'm like, B. Oh, he is laying out Yo, literally. Literally. $1.9 billion. Yeah. Let him know who that was. That was oh, Michael Bloomberg, yeah. former mayor of New York for three terms, 12 years, who is yes. now currently a candidate Your state. for my city. Yeah. My city. And, and I can attest to the fact that he's full of shit. Because yeah. he's saying all that stuff. He was part of the cars because he ramped part. up One of the Stop and Frisk. Oh, yeah, Stop and Frisk. Yeah, that was his. He inherited he it and then he ramped it. it up like crazy. In one year alone, over 600,000 young black and brown men were stopped, put up against the wall, Frisk, arrested, had to do jail time, had to face criminal charges because of his bullshit policies. And what was his response to that? He was like, I was fighting crime. Yes, and, and what, what and neighborhoods guns, were they in? Bed-Stuy, Crown Heights, And he said they Flatbush. were there because that's where the criminals were. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what this cocksucker said. Part of my English. And he want to he wanna apologize when he started running. Yeah, yeah. I have sinned. They always pop shit, start a pop. No, but see, the thing is, he didn't apologize. His thing is, he's going after the black vote because he understands that right now we're in... Uh, Racial America with with uh your band Obama it was post racial mm -hmm. America now mm -hmm. it's uh return to America yeah so um it's like right now he's looking at this she's like okay Trump rolling with his uh his white gangsters yeah his eight point 
nine billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? So here I'm gonna come with my big, big sixty one point nine billion dollars, and I'm coming with all these fucking black commercials. Mm-hmm. I've been saying since I saw one about the barbershop. I do not know one thing I can <laughs> give him is he go find the most Negroes <laughs> to sit up there and pop that bullshit. I mean, this motherfucker bought some of the finest niggas since later. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm like this motherfucker. He got there went and got <laughs> some of the best. Uncle Ruckus. He got the mayor, the former mayor this of Philadelphia. Man, right. now the former mayor. I mean, literally, he got Bobby Rush from the Black Panther that, Party. That's right, congressman. Right. Congressman, he wow. jumped his ass. Mm-hmm. Word on the street is he got uh, who he got? Stacey Abrams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Stacey's been playing. She's on the way. Because what he's done is that over the no. last five years, my man. Yes. Well, Stacey hasn't done any official endorsement, and she's on. She's gonna play it cool. Yeah, she's not going to endorse now. anybody until after. Because she's looking for the vice presidency. So she's right. not going, she's playing it cool. But Bloomberg, over the last five or six years, he's laid that dough on Stacey and a hundred other, pro- thousands of other programs. Bernie about to have a concert with Public Enemy. I mean, he got. I heard that. I heard, <laughs> he got Lucy McBeth. How, how y'all feel about Bernie? How do you feel about Bernie? Bernie's the best of the worst, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm a socialist and he's socialist light. And I think he will do some sort of FDR around the edges changes. So I, so of, the, of it, I'm like, all right, that's cool. But it ain't no revolution. Well, he, he, he's the broker of three evils. You know what I'm saying? He's the broker's man coming in with like $3 million. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, we know that, that he, he know how to dance a little bit better. But the fact is, he's 198 years old. You know what I'm saying? Number one. Number two, he has some outstanding contradictions himself. Number three, he's still a white man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the reality is, it's like we're in a sunken place. We're in a, a fucking ship that is sinking slowly. And... I mean, I guess I would rather see ah, Bernie Sanders than than a Bloomberg. I mean, yeah, because there's I mean, some interesting times <laughs> when you got somebody in America who calls themselves a democratic socialist actually leading in a major party for the right. primary. In, in so all that's, three to me, that speaks yeah. to like the fact that America's about to dissolve more right. than anything. Right. Right. But the fact that that's happening when you have somebody who at least attests to having some left politics is being taken seriously by the general populace, even right. if it's not by the, the media or the Democratic establishment, which is going to come in anyway and just, like, undercut that dude as soon as he gets to the to the convention and be like, nah, man, man you can't have it. So man. with you being a prisoner of war, is it even important to vote with all these bad ca- candidates? If you well, mean a what? A prisoner, a prisoner, prisoner of war? Basically, in America, you're a prisoner of war. Look at him getting political. So what I'm saying is, is it... Let me ask you, is it even worth it? I'm going to say this. My philosophy is, if you're going to play the game, then... You might as well play the game. So if we're not going the route of picking up guns and running into the mm. street, if that's not the avenue that's being taken, and then if you're gonna play the game, you might as well play the game. So I'm gonna there's certain people that say black people shouldn't vote. I'm not one of those people. I'm gonna say you should go to the polls and, and vote for who you feel like has your best interest. Uh there's also people that's that are saying that we shouldn't get involved in the uh, the presidential election at all just to show folks that like we mean business. And there's part of me that agrees with that. You know, you want to hold your nuts and just say, like, look, y'all going to respect us. At the same time, <laughs> like, do we really want to play like that? So yeah. that's 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 my philosophy on it. The reality is on a local level, all politics local. Um, we are absolutely for running our brothers and sisters who are out here putting this work in, who we know that we can deal with. We, we are down with putting together political action clubs, so on and so forth. Um, on a national level, uh I, I stated very publicly um, in the last election with with, with Trump and uh, and Hillary,
of uh, the welfare poets. We ain't vote to get into this shit, so we won't vote to get out. Mm-hmm. However, I know that right now, like you said, if you're going to play a game, if you look at this shit as a game, then that's cool. But the reality is, it's only a game with us being used as fucking yeah. pawns. You know what I'm saying? That's the only game that's being played. Everything else is their serious business about how they're doing with with building this uh, hegemony. They, you you talking about two billionaires mm-hmm. up against each other? Mm-hmm. Of course, Trump is a fake billionaire. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Compared to to homeboy, he's like fucking. He's big money for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So where we are at this stage in the game is I'm not gonna tell anyone what what to do, what not to do. I would strongly advise you against a Bloomberg yeah. because of the fact that, to me, Bloomberg is way more dangerous yeah. than Trump because of the fact that he's smarter than Trump. And he's mm. smart enough to be able to flip and finesse these Africans. Like mm. right now, he got black folks in the pocket more than Bernie because of the fact that they're looking at all this this, this yeah. bullshit. Because he's paying them. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's literal. I mean, it's literal I mean, he's paying them. And that's, that's partly why it's like, for me, you know... I, it's the you know we're never going to, like you said we not we never going to get liberation through voting for a president right so we gotta we gotta organize ourselves we gotta organize new institutions new new places where we control um, real estate we control uh, economics that we control social structures education that we control um, and we gotta have security that we control. Because otherwise, we are always going to be playing somebody else's game sure. and on a losing end of it. So and, and we got to do more than that. More importantly, make a note of it ain't all your more important than that. It, it is. Make <laughs> more importantly, <laughs> make a make a note of um, some of these Negroes who are endorsing these folks right now. Mm-hmm. Lucy McBath. We rolled with Lucy McBath because of the fact that her son Jordan mm-hmm. Davis was uh, murdered by the white boy down in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. Um, I was on a number of different panels with her ex husband. Um, you know, trying to fight for this case. And we had, we were very sympathetic for her and we wanted to see her win. We wanted to see her represent because of the fact that we know her politics. But then here comes Bloomberg with this loot and now all of a sudden she's endorsing. Mm. You know what I mean? So the thing is, she's right here in Georgia. We have to remember in, in times of war who your friends are. It's more important sometimes than who your enemies are because you clear about your enemy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you got to know the difference between a friend and a comrade. And unfortunately, we don't have many friends in damn sure we have less comrades. Mm-hmm. You know, so you listen to Renegade Culture. Yeah, we want to thank my man Justin Blue for coming out. Thank y'all for, for spending some on. time, talking some serious stuff with us. Yes, sir. Um, and we're looking to have you back on. Um, I think that one of the things we're going to talk about is, again, like I said earlier, we need to take this... Uh, in front of a live audience, I think it's very important right now to um, Kamal and I, we're not quote unquote elders, but we're the generation under the 60s and the generation right before your generation. You know what I mean? And we have- How old are you, bro? 27. Yeah, you you four generations above him, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right below him. You, 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 like, you, 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 you ain't gonna just like, let him slide? No, no, I mean, Hell no, we're not letting nobody slide. Now you can tell, you can tell, you can tell, you can tell my man, you can tell my man Justin don't really listen to the show. Because he'll know if he's seen with this motherfucker right here, he looking to lose that. Hey, yo, yo, Justin, so how can they contact you? Yeah, give your stuff off. All right, um, of course, you got social media, so Justin, B-L-U underscore, also JustinBlue.com, so I would say go to justinblue.com mm-hmm. the most and um, that's where you see everything I got going on especially with this SOS Speak to Our Sons mentorship series mm-hmm. that's going to be there and um, yeah I would say justinblue.com that's what I'm going to push the most because yeah, from, yeah. from there you can go and check out everything and check else check out every, everything else right. thanks right. for having me right. 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 coaching man coming. Renegade Coaches in the building peace, peace.